Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, I have the wonderful Casey Warwick here with me today. Now, we're not in the studio. We're actually on Zoom. Hey, Case, how are you going? Hey, I'm so good. I am pumped to be here, Mel. I'm really excited you're here. Now, you were actually on Hey Soul Sister, oh, I guess it was about a year, 18 months ago. Yeah, it would have been a while. I was blonde and pre-baby, so (laughs) yeah, nearly two years ago. Absolutely. And I think when you came on last time, we were talking about hypnotherapy and how it can help people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you. So many people reached out to me after that podcast it was crazy so yeah thank you for going there with me on that well and you know we're always learning and growing and one of the things that I love about you since that you were on Hey Soul Sister last time you are just like flying girlfriend like you're amazing so for those of you who don't know Casey Casey's an embodiment coach specializing in helping women unlock their potential in businesses and relationships and life. Yeah, it's like the whole package, really. <laughs> and it's really, really exciting. Thank you so much, Mel. You know, I've, my business has gone gangbusters since we spoke last time. So. so good. And so you work with hundreds of women all over the world, transforming lives, careers and relationships, which is really cool. And you, I suppose through your hypnotherapy, you have a really great understanding of the human mind and some of the sabotage ways we sabotage ourselves and how we can overcome that, overcome the self-sabotage. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think hypno was what led me into the whole embodiment practices as well, because it's so much more than just what goes on in the mind as well. So, yeah. So you have a number of programs. The Sovereign Queen is one program and the Embodied Woman and Undone. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm actually just about to launch another round of the Embodied Woman as well. So I was like, oh, I love that that you just mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you, okay, one thing that i seen through your social media is you talk a lot about feminine embodiment. What does that actually mean? Yeah. So a lot of people like get really thrown by this because it is one of those things where When I first heard it, I thought it was just like women dancing in a forest wrapped in a skirt or like very loose clothing type thing because we don't really talk about it much on a really big public forum, but it is starting to come into a bit more general awareness. But basically what feminine embodiment is and the way that I interpret it in my own business is learning how to be with yourself in all facets. So for a lot of us, we don't know how to go, oh yeah, I might on the weekend want to go fishing and then in the weekday dress up in pumps and, you know, do my lipstick and do all those sorts of things. And the feminine has so many different facets of her, but it's learning how to embrace all of you from all different sides without having to hide certain blocks of yourself. Because how you show up in one area shows up in every other area. So the reason why I'm really curious around this case is a few weeks ago, I went and had a massage and I, I'm not a big massage girl, I'll be honest with you. I, I have a raw block around getting massages, but I have had a chronic shoulder problem all year since January in my right shoulder. So our mutual friend AJ organized for me to go and see a masseuse who actually happened to be a Reiki master as well. So, which I didn't, which I didn't find out until I went to have the massage. Anyway, so she did the massage on me. Again, I've had this chronic neck and shoulder pain on my right side all year. It's, I can't sleep at night. It's been really debilitating. So anyway, 
this woman who I've never met before does the massage session on me. And at the end of the massage, she said to me, the reason why you have had so much pain in your right side, she said, that's your masculine side. And she said, you are really driven and you're really busy and you keep leading with your right sh- like with your right side with your masculine she said you're like go 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 busy 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 and she said you've absolutely cut off your feminine side your emotion so she said your left shoulder which is your feminine side is actually the problem your left shoulder is is really locked up and it's because your left shoulder is locked up that's causing the pain in your right shoulder and so she said to me you need to really bring the feminine part of yourself back in and and the emotion. And I was like, that's, wow. I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. But how do I do that? I was like, I didn't even know. Like, Because I'm like, I'm just doing my do. I'm just doing life. I, I actually am not really consciously thinking, am I doing, you know, am I doing things in a feminine way, a masculine way? I don't think about it. Yeah, I see this so much with women, especially like driven women, because we do drive from the masculine, right? Like it's natural. I'm one of those as well. And I had to really learn this. And this is why I went so deep into the feminine practices. Now, this is the embodiment side of it, right? So when we're heavily in our masculine, our body runs energetically off all different facets and all different sides. But predominantly our left brain connects to the right side of our body. Our right brain connects to the left side of our body. And when we're operating like so in our logic, right, our right side of our body is going to get tight and constricted. So the way that I describe the feminine and the masculine to my clients is think of the yin and yang energy, right? So the yin within, the yang without. So anything that you're doing where you're pushing and you're driving and you're, you know, having to step into that power force stage, like state of yourself, that's your masculine energy. And for us, when we're in business, that's what we are. Like, it's like, boom, 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 let's go, let's go, right? But a lot of women, they're like, I need to get my feminine. I need to do this. And and so what happens, I see them and they get usually a situation like yourself where they're like, my body's just locked up. I don't know what to do now. And so they're like, oh, I've got to embrace the feminine. So they go into this space of like, I've got to get soft. I've got to learn how to relax. I've got to learn how to breathe. So a lot of, you know, like yoga and breath work and all those sorts of things, they are feminine practices and dances where your body's moving softly. But for a lot of us, when we don't know how to balance the two and integrate the two, that's when we get off guard. So for most of us who are driven in business, we're over here in the masculine, right? And Then there's the other women when they're like really over here in the feminine and you'll find those women, they're the ones who, and this is not to put as a degradation at all to any women, but they're the ones who are more the cooks and the cleaners and the home life kind of wife because they thrive in that area. And when I say balance, everyone's different, right? Your version of balance is going to be different to my version of balance, but it's learning how to work with our own and play in that space so the feminine she needs play and creative energy right and have you ever noticed that after you go for a holiday or after you go somewhere you're sort of like oh I'm back in the game and like I feel like I'm really on top of it 
Yeah. That's because the feminine's been recharged. Yeah. And it's funny because I know I'm very much like when I think about Got You Back Sister, I'm always like, right, what's the next thing we need to do? And it's like, achieve, achieve, achieve. We need to do this, this, this. And it's funny, since I've had that massage and, and that the, with the Reiki massage lady, and she told me that I need to try and balance that more with feminine, it feels really strange to me. And I've been trying to slow down and, and take that more time out so that I have more downtime so I'm not pushing 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 but it feels really weird I'm going to be honest I don't know a lot of women when they come into my space with this I'm not actually coaching them on the feminine as such right we're talking about that masculine right we're learning how to let that person within just sort of relax and it's some days it can be as simple as just come put your feet out on the ground and connect with mama earth for a little bit let her take the heaviness let her do the thing that is going to pull that weight of yours out, right? Because have you noticed that when you're in business and you do feel that real push, suddenly everything else gets a little bit hard? Yeah, absolutely. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. So do you find that most of the women that come to you for help, support, advice, coaching – can you draw any conclusions like are they kind of sitting in a masculine versus feminine space or energy or is is it kind of not really not really a thing? To be honest, it's complete polarities. Like yeah. so some women are so far in their feminine and they don't know how to drive and they stress and they get overwhelmed when it comes to just being able to step in. So that's one area that I work with women is learning how to teach them how to balance their energies in business. But then there's the other side of it. And that side of it is the women who are so driven in their business they don't know how to relax in relationships they don't know how to let men in they don't know how to be at home without being in the work mind so it's learning how to literally become integrated with all of you and know that it's okay if you want to turn your phone off for a day it's okay if you want to go out and have fun with your friends your business isn't going to fall apart and it's learning how to put all that together so you can actually be strong in yourself and honor all the different sides that you need to to step fully in your power. You know, since uh, I've had that experience, that has been a really interesting ride for me. I'm still trying to figure out as I go along. But I did just have a girls' weekend and I I was observing myself going, actually, I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about any of that stuff and I'm actually just going to enjoy being here with my friends. Whereas in the past, if I'd gone away with, you know, on holiday or with girlfriends, the whole time I'd be thinking, right, when I go back, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. I'd be sending messages to myself with things that I had to do when I was back on again and I didn't do that at all this weekend so I'm like maybe hopefully I'm making some steps in the right direction in terms of trying to balance that drive and then and the masculine with the with the feminine totally and the feminine she's presence right yeah. she is the one that can be held in her space and grounded in that whereas the masculine wants to control and drive forward and push forward so you know that when you're in that space of just like I'm here doing what I've got to do right now that's when you can go and like when you can do that in both business, like be in their masculine and the feminine present with both of them at the one time, that is when business just goes fucking boom, right? Because for a lot of us as women, we love dressing up and being pretty and all those sorts of things. But a lot of it, we think it's feminine when it's just usually a facade, being able to stop and relax and just 
be able to be okay doing that is a totally different story. So, Case, how did you get to this point? Uh, I find it really interesting because, you, you know, you're teaching women around this, how to embody their femininity, but how to succeed in business and in life and relationships. What's Casey's story? How did you get to this point? Yeah, well, my story started in the masculine realm. Like I I literally, I had a pretty rocky childhood, to be completely honest. And my parents, they, they dabbled in drugs and they did all those sorts of things. And for me, as a young girl, I remember making the commitment, I will never have that life. I will never be those things and I always will make sure that I like succeed and, and go really far. So I had this dream in my mind at like this young teenage girl to be a lawyer in New York City, right? And that was my dream. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I loved law and order, all those sorts of things, right? But then when it came time, I got accepted into uni. I got accepted in to do law and criminology. But then when it came time to actually step forward, into that, I was scared that I had no money. So then I ended up accept, getting accepted into the military instead. So there was, I had like two, <laughs> two dreams. Yeah. And so my, my backup plan was the military, but then I fell in love with it. I was so obsessed with it. But that six months into being in the military, I injured myself really, really badly. And I couldn't walk. I was like out of it, right? So I had, for any of you who are medical minded, right, I had L4 and L5 that were bulging and I just had stress fractures all through my hips and I had sacrilic joint dysfunction. So basically, if we're looking at energetic space, my whole support system was crushed. Like, and I grew up not having groundedness. So my trauma from my young childhood had leaked through and now was showing itself in my body, right? So this is where me starting to switch onto energetic practices started happening. But I ended up leaving Defence Force because I was declared unfit for duty. And for the next couple of years, I just sort of didn't know what I was doing with my life. I just floated from job to job. And suddenly I was told, you know, I was too fat for my favourite dress. Like, you know, the one that you wear that when you're having a fat day, like you put it on, you still feel good. Like, Yeah, yeah. I was too fat for that. And so that was my switching gear, right? Yeah. I always was that person was I don't want to get complacent in relationships and stuff. And I was, I was with someone at the time and he had told me that and I was so angry at him, but he was just doing what I told him to do. At that time, I enrolled in the boot camp and I became obsessed with health and fitness. Like, I mean, so obsessed that I made it my entire career. I became a personal trainer. I was competing in comps and CrossFit and bodybuilding. I was the masculine mask of what women were. I was like 10% body fat, ripped abs, all the things, but I was so disconnected from myself. Wow. Yeah. Like it was, it was such a show in my life that on the outside, I looked like I was really killing it, but I was so broken and lonely. I was sabotaging relationships. I was sabotaging my own business. Like I'd I'd made, I was making so much money. I didn't know how to keep it. All of those things. Right. And so somehow it, it got to me that in order for me to start growing my business, I needed to start working on myself. So I started sort of going to these personal development center, seminars, trying to get my business up and running. And just from one thing from another, like leading in, I started realizing that everyone that I was seeing as clients, right, it wasn't that they couldn't do a certain exercise or they couldn't, you know, get over a certain box jump or whatever it may be. It was their trauma in their mind that was stopping them because everyone would come into the gym and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I know how to work out. Like anyone can work out. 
it's the motivation behind it and that's your mindset, right? That's the things that's going on underneath it. So I started looking into that place and it just like I am the kind of person that I, I live my life by the depth, not width. So when yeah. I find something, I get so enthralled and I go so deep on it, right? And so I started looking into that and I became like a master hypnotherapist, sorry, like master NLP practitioner. Like I had all the coaching qualifications, but I hadn't yet stepped into it. But this is where all my energetic practices started flaring back up and I started realizing why that work was so important because I was starting to see the links. And I no longer, like, don't get me wrong, I do respect the personal training industry very, very much. I think it definitely has a place, but I didn't respect myself as a trainer in that anymore because who I was when I first started as a trainer was no longer that same person. So I had a lot of healing in that to do as to why I came into that because it was just purely for a lot of it was vanity and those sorts of things. So it was learning how to work with myself and come out of that whole space that really stepped me into this space because I had people going, you need to speak here, you need to do this, you need to do that. And so I just did. I followed the nudges and eventually it led me here. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Casey, I love how you are on the the, the, the ongoing journey of self-discovery. I love that. Um, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I do Hey Soul Sister is, you know, it's okay. life is a crazy journey and we're constantly learning and growing, but we also always need to be doing the inner work. We, you know, self-reflecting, observing ourselves and healing ourselves because no one is perfect. We all have wounds and to live our best and most joyful life it's actually about doing that inner work, healing the wounds. And I love that about you is that you're really honest about that. That's yeah, awesome. Totally. Like yeah. I, used, I never used to be. Like I used to think that my story didn't matter. And it wasn't until I started realizing that every single person's story matters. Right? Yeah. Like we yeah. all have something to gift and to offer. But most people think that, you know, oh, I'm not important enough to step up and be that person or be the voice. And until I started realizing that, hold on, People listen when you speak the truth. Like when you're sharing from a place of vulnerability, not to be seen, but to actually just be real, that that ripples. Like that creates massive effects on people. And so for me, when I started sharing the depths of my story, like the, you know, when we were homeless as children and when we had done like crazy little like things to try and make ourselves survive, that's when people started really listening because it's like we've all been there. We've all got something. And as you said, we've all got our wounds. It doesn't go away when doing this work. You just get better at learning how to work with it. And one thing that I really love and I talk about a lot is actually being raw and real because – who cares about a facade? Facades are crap, you know, and so many people go through life with the facade on, like, I'm great, I'm perfect, nothing to see here, and I I call bullshit on that. Like, get raw and real. That's where the magic happens. That's where the the self-discovery and all the good – That's okay, that's when the magic happens, when you get raw and real and you start going on that inner journey, doing that inner work, that's when the magic happens because facades aren't real and you'll never get to that really beautiful – authentic part of yourself the the inner joy if you're living with a facade totally and you you feel the juiciness when you start to strip back the layers like for me when I met my partner I still would say that in the beginning I probably had a bit of a facade and he like really taught me to strip it back like get out of that space because you feel that like you know when you're in a room with someone 
and they start talking their truth, your heart opens as well. It's not about all the other stuff. Like you suddenly forget what's going on around you because you feel that vibration. You feel that connection with the other person. True. That's where we truly connect and is when we're actually truly raw and real and ourselves. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, Case, I want to ask you about something because I know you talk about this a lot, sabotage. Talk to me about that self-sabotage because that's something that I know I have done many a time. Is that something that you see show up in, in some of the, the women that come to you as clients? 100%. Like this is something that we all do it, right? And the better that we can get at understanding our patterns because these patterns, they didn't just come suddenly like you decide, oh, I'm going to go and sabotage myself here. Like it doesn't just work like that. Like they you, Yeah, you don't, you don't realize you're doing it. You don't sometimes know yeah, you're doing no. it. No, a lot of people like still I have patterns come up and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't realize I was doing that again. Like, but, you know, they creep up. They're sneaky. They're really, really sneaky. And you can be sitting there one day and you're like, you know, what? I just want to oh, I just want to pack the Tim Tams. And then you get like you're like, I'll just have one or two. And then suddenly you've eaten the whole pack of Tim Tams and you're like, it's fine. I won't worry about it. And then the next day you do the same thing again and then do the same thing again. You start filling yourself with food, and, like plugging these emotions. Right. This is just one version of sabotage pattern, but a lot of people do it. Like, and I see it on different areas. Like some people, they'll be like, they'll get to this really far point in their business, right? They'll be like almost at the top. And then suddenly they're going to change directions because they, they found this new light or whatever. But usually what that actually is, because you'll find they always come back, right? What that actually is, is they were fearing success. So they find a way to get themselves out of it. It's like an avoidance strategy. And you see a lot of people do this in relationships as well, right? They might have something going on at work and instead of handling the stress that they've got at work, they're going home and they're abusing their partner and causing fights, right? It Sabotage isn't one size fits all. Like it's totally different across the board. And, you know, even myself, like I know for me, if I start going, I just want to eat food, I just want to eat food, I have to ask myself, hold on a second, what hole are you plugging with that food? Because I know that I'm avoiding something. That food is going to give me a dopamine effect and it's going to help me forget the thing that's stressing me out. Do you know, when I had photography business years ago, I used to sabotage myself, self-sabotage, by people would contact me for like a price or a quote to get some photography work done. And it was in the beginning and it was like that whole fear around, oh my God, what if I actually succeed? What if I actually get this job? What is that going to mean? Am I any good? All of that stuff. So I would not respond to emails straight away. I might leave it a few days and then that person be like, oh, actually I went to someone else. I would totally sabotage myself because I was trying to, I wanted to grow my business, but I had that fear around that because what does that mean? What if I do get photography jobs and what if I suck? Like all that fear stuff. Honestly, this is one of the biggest things I see with people because I do help women like in this space understand their mindset in business. This is one of the biggest things. And money, like money has the biggest sabotaging links to most people because they don't realize that a lot of the people, they grow up with this whole, oh, money doesn't grow on trees or I'll never have enough money or things like that. And so when they get up older, they start living their own life and suddenly instead of saving money or investing money or creating something that's going to serve them, they'll go, I've got 300 bucks spare this week. I'm going to go and blow it, right? Because in their mind, they think that that's what they have to do with money because they've never had any money. So that link back keeps going and it keeps going. And you might go, oh, yeah, I just – 
I've, I've got to buy this or I've got to do that or I've got to, but the things aren't real. It's just a sabotage pattern for you to stop you from reaching your goals. So, for example, if you've got a, you know, you want to invest in a property and you've got a certain goal to hit and you know if you don't buy that extra meal out, you can hit that goal, you know, each week. But people still buy the meal out because they they don't believe in their own power. And sabotage is just literally your ego, right? It's your little ego going, I like my life the way it is. Like, it's known here. Like, in the known, I know what I'm doing. And then to step into the unknown, that version of me that actually gets what they want, I don't know what that looks like. It's not safe for me, right? So when that ego is out playing, it's just because it's diminishing the learning factor of what you have moving forward, right? So I always refer to the ego as edging God out, right? Because it's edging your soul out. It's edging the part of you, the higher self that knows this, right? So I actually named mine Mildred because she's a cranky old lady who wants to ruin everything, right? So... The biggest thing I find with people like is when we start to recognize our patterns is not to beat ourselves up about them because those patterns are there because that little wound that caused it needs to be heard, needs to be seen. There's part of you that has to connect with that part because the feminine, if she doesn't feel safe, seen or heard, she goes into a wounded space and that's what that is. That strategy, that part of you that wants to fuck everything up, that's your little wounded feminine going, hear me. I've got things I need to say, <laughs> like, you know, and until we can connect with that part, that's when we keep playing that role of the sabotage. And I think that there are many of us that do that. And I still every now and then catch myself doing that now. And it's usually when, you know, I'm about to up level or go to the next level with Got Your Back Sister or the podcast, whatever that is. It's like that little fear to fear comes in. You know, my favorite one, I see this all the time, right, is when people go, I'm just about to step up to this big thing and then they get sick. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like this is because in their mind somewhere they've created this story of my body can't handle this. Right? And here's what I need to know. When that happens, when you get sick and you start detoxing, right, the nasal stuff, all the crap that's coming out of your body, that's literally your body detoxing because you need more room in your vessel to hold what's coming. Yeah. Right. You can't hold it on the same vibration of all the shit that was clogged in your body. Yeah. Right? But most people go, no, I'm sick. I can't keep going forward. You can yeah. find ways if you're feeling unwell to still still move forward. But most people take that as a sign that it's not the right road. That is 100% a sign that it is the right road because your body's clearing to make space for what's coming. I love that. It is the right road. You just, yeah, make the space and keep going. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. Okay, Case, give me your top three success tips for your clients that come to you. Do not take advice from anyone you wouldn't swap lives with, right? I see a lot of broke people trying to give rich people advice and I'm just like, eh, eh, it's not working, right? If you wouldn't hands down like go, I would trade my life for yours, stop taking advice from them because it's not serving you, right? On that note too, just to add a little side note to that, don't take advice from someone who hasn't walked the steps that you are wanting to walk right? Because that in itself, a lot of people are going to put their fear onto you and they're going to be like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. But that's their their limitation, not yours, right? So that's my first one. I love that one too. FYI, I love that. It's so true. I had to learn this really hardly, (laughs) but you know, it's the biggest thing that I live my life by, right? Second one is depth, not width. I said this earlier before, is if you try and be all the things in your business or in your life, you're very quickly going to burn out. You need a team behind you. 
You need people who can support you and help you fill your cup. Like, and if you are just starting out in business and you're an entrepreneur, go and do the Upwork thing where you pay five bucks to help some, get someone to help you. Like, it's learning how to outsource your stuff so you can fill your cup up quicker. Like, if someone wants to offer you a meal, take it. If someone wants to be there and just go, hey, let's go hang out to fill your cup up, do that sort of stuff. Get people around you that fill your cup up. And, and like, even if it's not involved in your business, you need a solid team around you. And that's one that... When I say this, they have to be supportive of your dreams. Like if you've got people who are dodging your dreams and who are telling you that it's too hard and all those sorts of things, those beliefs are going to infiltrate yours. So get rid of that stuff. Like who you keep in your top five is essential for success. And I said, it comes back to the old saying, right? Like if you hang around five drug dealers, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around five drug takers, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around five millionaires, you will be the sixth. So do a quick edit on who you're giving your energy to because that is really, really important when it comes to your team. Like you have to make sure that those people are on that vibrational level in which you want to succeed. This one's my favorite one, okay? And this is what has literally taught me success, right? When you find someone who is doing the thing that you desire most, whatever it takes to be in this space, you do it right? So whether it be calling them and asking them for coffee to hang out, whether it be bloody paying to be in their mentorship program, whether it be going and being an intern in their business for a little bit, you want to learn the ins and outs of their mind and model their practices, right? Because success isn't something that we just suddenly wake up with and suddenly we're good at something. It takes learning how to be that person and be the person across the board in it. And if you've got someone who's already doing it, you get to model that and then you get to make it your own once you learn, right? Because nothing is off the fly anymore. We're all learning and growing together. And until we can learn to co-collaborate together and learn how to shift and grow, that's when we're all going to up-level in a complete space. Case, I love that. I love those words of wisdom. You know, I I look at you and I go, you have lived such a full and interesting life for a young woman. Thank you. I tell you what, though, like being a mom and being in business, like that has really up-leveled me as well. You know, like when we, I thought I knew before I became a mom, right? Like I thought I knew what women experienced. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is we need to just learn that we're all in it together, you know, and, and this comes back to the team, right? Getting a team around you that really, really helps and supports you. Like right now, I've got my partner out there. He's watching Bob. And, you know, we tag team in business. Like, that's how we work. He does his thing in business, I do mine, and we just we share the load. Like, that's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations, my friend. Now, Case, how can people find out more about you? Okay, so socials is the best way. Like, I put absolutely everything on social media. So, Facebook, if you just Facebook forward slash Casey.work, I think it is. Or Instagram is at casework, so drop the Y, so C-A-S-E-W-A-R-W-I-C-K. Most of my stuff goes on there and all the links to all my websites are on there as well. My website's just in the process of being redone because silly Casey accidentally deleted the hosting page for it. I've just had to get them to reboot that. I didn't even realize I'd done it until I had someone trying to reach out to me and they had to search through the things to find me. But when that is up and running, which should be in probably in the next couple of days, it'll be www.casework.com. So if there is any questions, I would love to hear from you. And, you know, all this stuff I talk about, this is 
what I teach in The Embodied Woman and that's launching for the 1st of August. So I'm super excited around that one as well. Well, thank you so much. I love that you've come on and shared a bit of your story, but also some of those tips. They're great tips, Case. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Mel. Thanks, all sister. Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.